Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. This is going to be like uh, a Let's Chat episode. It's going to be one of those, right? It's a couple things. Just a couple of them. Something we always try to suppress, right? We try to suppress the negative things. We try to bury them deep down and not think about them too much. We try to avoid thinking about anything bad that could possibly happen to those around us or ourselves. And that really sets us back, like, a lot in many ways now you can always it, in my experience it has three different ways coming to get you right you suppress all the bad thoughts suppress the idea that anything negative can happen to you and you end up either being paranoid that everything bad that could ever happen to you will happen to you be it you worry about a spouse leaving you friends betraying you losing a job losing a place to live or losing yourself that's something out of a very close relationship with, personally, right there on the last one. Or, another path it takes is a false sense of bravado, right? Fake grandiosity. You believe you are holier than thou, but you don't. You don't. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to explain this part properly, but I'll try. You know in your head it's a facade. You know, in your head, it's an act. You know that you're purposely not thinking about anything negative that could happen, and you're riding on a fume. You're riding on a fume of this false sense of security, this false sense of comfort, and you're just going. Coasting, if you will. The issue with that is in the beginning and the early stages of that, you can feel great, right? Whatever you want, we walk out with your head held high and you feel great. But then reality comes through. Sometimes it's not even something you do. Maybe you don't even break your own act. Maybe just the world does. Something bad happens and you just... There it goes. Your whole sense of identity just snapped. In one fraction of a second. And it could take years. It can definitely take years. So yeah, it can be it can be a good while. You can ride that high of just, you know, feeling that false sense of security based off of suppressing negative feelings and thoughts. But something you don't notice yourself doing in that state is pushing people away. Because you go kill yourself, oh, man, nah. You know, it, it's them. It's not me. They just don't like that I'm confident. They just don't like that I'm doing my doing me right now. And that's not always the case. Now, when people try to tell you how, how to do you, as Gibby would say, don't be mad because I'm doing me better than you doing you. In those situations, yes. Absolutely, those are the people that you need to push away. But sometimes, man, people will step in. And they'll try to be like, hey, you know, you're sabotaging yourself. You're, you're fucking yourself over right now. And you refuse to see it. You refuse. You, you deny their reality. Really, because you're substituting your own. I can't tell you which one of these is real and which one of these is fake. All I can tell you is, even in the harshest of criticism, even fake criticism, there is some truth to be looking for. Now, third path. It's a combination of both. You are... Exuding this unsteady energy, this lack of levelness, 
But you think you're doing hunky-dory. You, you think you're fine, right? But deep down, you, you feel like you're useless. You feel like like you're not doing enough. Like everything's going to go wrong no matter what you do. So the best thing you can do right now is just act like everything's fine and go with it. Maybe you set un- un- uh, unachievable expectations for yourself. Maybe you set too many goals for yourself and you fall short. And that results in very self-destructive behaviors and acts. It's possible. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> psychologist. Wow. Fuck that one up, didn't I? Anyway. No, I'm not somebody with a PhD. I'm someone speaking from some experience, from seeing people do it and doing it myself. And something I found that I like to do. And, and maybe it's a byproduct, right? When I don't make myself care what other people think, it goes better for me. And accept it, right? You will either fail or succeed on your terms. And that's the best way for it to be. Accept responsibility for when things go wrong. And just know that tomorrow's coming. Just know that this moment of bitterness is exactly that. The moment of bitterness. Though when you suppress it without addressing it, that moment of bitterness goes on. And on and a lot longer on than it should. You know. Let's say something gets broken at work. Now this isn't personal story, this is just an example. Let's say some shit gets broken at work and you throw it away. I got one. I got one that's a little bit more personal than me. There you go. Let's say you're a dishwasher. You're carrying a stack of dishes, they slip and break. So you just quietly shovel them all up. Throw them all away. Take them out to the dumpster and come back. Your boss starts asking where all the silverware and the plates are. Well, where the plates are. You go, I don't know. I put a whole stack of them away over there. If they're not there, I don't want to tell you. Maybe the wait staff took them. And then he does inventory and sees that there's a pile of dishes missing. He's going to assume that they're stolen or broken and you didn't tell him. Something that's like a, hey boss, let's put these dishes away. My hands are wet. Dishes were wet. I slipped. Something happened, right? And the dishes broke. My apologies. Sorry about your, your dish set. Most bosses at the point will be like, ah, oh, fuck, really? All right, well, that sucks. And that's all it is. But when you when you hide it or you suppress it, right, maybe you even believe it yourself. And your boss, you know, goes around like, hey, hey, you taking any dishes home? You taking any dishes home? You taking any dishes home? Now it's a problem for everybody, not just you. It's kind of what happens when you suppress any sort of negative truth that you might need to address. You create a problem for yourself, that becomes a problem for everybody else around you that has to deal with you and the consequences of being around you. I've ruined enough relationships doing this shit, trust me. Another thing that helps is just talk about it. Maybe you don't have somebody to talk to closely. That's perfectly fine. Even though anybody close to you you feel comfortable talking to, the internet exists. Make a Reddit account. Make sure the name has it can never be linked back to anything you do in reality. You're a dishwasher, call it a mechanic. Mechanic 1972, 1982. Make, put a year in there that's older than you are. Make a little fake bio if you want, and then post in some subreddit that matches the mood you're in or the problems you're going through. You'll have an army of other anonymous people who want to want to talk to you and get you through it. Something I wish I would have done a little bit sooner. You know, I'm unfortunate a lot. I tend to have a stereotypical opinion of Reddit. 
but there's a lot of good uses for Reddit. Granted, I usually use it for trying to find shit. Like, I have a movie I can't remember, remember, so I'll just type in a scene of it in some movie forum and then leave it, let people comment and, you know, check it out, check out what their recommendations are, see if any of them are correct. Usually not, but, you know, it's always worth it. It's always worth it. You don't need to have people around you that are close for you to talk to them. Just go online. Find any number of websites with a random chat room. Just be like, hey, you know, I got this in my mind. I don't want to talk to anybody around me. Or I don't have anybody around me to talk to. Mind if I split it here? Complete set of randos that will never be tied to you in real life. That you'll never tie to in real life. And will never talk to you in real life. Talk to them there. Get that outside perspective. Sometimes that's the best perspective you can get, no matter how dark the situation is. If it's something with your spouse, here's the thing, man. No matter how bad it is with your partner, no matter how bad you're feeling in that relationship, if you're not going to break it up, and you're, but it's, some, it's a relationship you want to stick in, that's one of those personal stories right here, almost. I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. Talk to that person. Worst-case scenario, they can tell you no. Or tell you some uncomfortable truth. Or some uncomfortable lie. But that tells you about where the relationship is, and your place in it, and their place in it. Right? Let's say you think uh, think who you're with is cheating on you. Don't sit there and stew over it in your head. Because all you're doing is poisoning your entire existence. That's all you're doing. All times when you get like that, and then you finally snap and yell at them about it, and they didn't do it, you actually just increases the statistical odds that they're actually going to go out and cheat on you. It's that whole psychology of, I'm going to give you something to spank me about. I'm going to give you something to, be, to cry about. It's it's that psychology. And it comes into play. So just be open with it. Be like, hey, you know, I got this fear. You know, sometimes it's unfounded. Sometimes it's based in a past relationship you're still stuck in. But most people, if they're a person you should be with, sit down and be like, well, let's talk about that. How can we feel in that way? What's up? And not only is, is it a good way for you to find out the strength of that relationship, it builds bonds a little bit closer. You know, I've had friends tell me these relationship issues they're going through, and I, I do my best to listen to them. I think about it. And, you know, it, I give them a lot of advice that I wish I would have listened to back in the day. You want to make something, but you're worried everybody's going to hate it or it won't go anywhere. Make it. Just do it. Go out there in the world and create something. And if 90% of the people don't like it, don't like it, and they shit on it, and you get that one person who's like, eh, that's kind of cool. Draw yourself to that person. That's someone who's going to want to push you forward. I was talking to a couple co-workers about this, and they're, it, it's, I don't know if this is even on the same topic anymore, but they're talking about dating white chicks versus black chicks. I have a little bit of a strong Thurman thing going on. A little, uh, little David Bowie over here. You know what I mean? I I like chocolate. Not nothing against vanilla. Vanilla's fine. And these two dudes were talking about how they they like white chicks. White chicks are just so kind of like submissive and passive. I've met definitely met some white chicks that are not like that. Well, this black dude was saying that he doesn't like dating black chicks because black chicks want you to have a job. They want you to have a, a car. They want you to have your own place. And all I'm sitting there thinking is, well, sounds like she wants you to get your shit together. 
Sounds like this is a woman who knows her worth and wants to get her shit together. She wants, she's looking for somebody who can be husband material. It's not bad to have that kind of person in your life. I don't know why. It's more like the, the content of the subject, I guess, than the actual conversation I was eavesdropping in on. But you want somebody who's going to be like that. Somebody who's going to ride you and be like, hey, get a job. Hey, get a place. Hey, get a car. Hey, go back to school. But they're telling you that, not because they want to run your life, because they want to see you succeed, and they know what you're capable of most of the time. That's what it boils down to. And something else you need to keep in mind, man, you are not as noticed as you think you are. Right? You may walk around thinking you're the shit, or you think you're the worst. Let me tell you, pretty much everybody doesn't notice, either way. Your group of friends might notice, and the acquaintances in that group of friends might notice. That's really it, man. Unless your face is clearly saying how you feel, no one's noticing you. Even then, most people aren't even paying attention to you. They're too busy being the the antagonist of their own story. Or being the protagonist of their own story. Meanwhile, you're the hero of your own story. You know, everyone's the, the first play the first person uh what's it what's it called? The first person player of their own life story. You know, meanwhile, no matter, you're, they're all the extras to your life and your movie, and you're an extra in their life movie. You don't notice, they don't notice you as much as you may think they do. So do your best to live with your own validations. Right now, this podcast, right? It's not huge. Would I like it to be huge? Oh, fuck yeah. Trust me, I would love to someday make this my own job. Make this my own, like, constant thing. I wake up, make a podcast, go out, interview people, post it on the Rumble. Have that level of, of like freedom. That'd be great. You know, I, I strive for that. But right now, you know, I got a small audience. Sometimes I get a hundred views. Sometimes I get two. Sometimes I get somewhere in the middle. It is what it is. But there are people who come back. You know, I can at least count every episode by the end of the week having at minimum ten plays. It's not bad. And that's ten people who come to hear what I have to say. And then jerk them in the comments. You know, do what you want to do for you. And then one day, you know, it might pay off. It might not. But you can go to bed knowing that you did what you wanted to do. You built something. You added something to the world. And should something unfortunately happen to you tomorrow. Or look, look something bad happens to me tomorrow, right? I die or something. Because of this podcast, there is a forever lasting version of myself in existence. In some weird way, I've become immortal, for the most part. It's still out there. Somebody wants to find it. It's not going to be the easiest find because of how small it is, but, you know, it's still out there. If someone wanted to know about me or some relative wanted to learn learn more about me, they could look up this podcast, those past episodes, and kind of get to know me. Hi. Welcome to the show. That kind of shit. You know, make something. Make something that will outlast you. And don't really care what people say. Because right now, you know, some of the greatest artists of all time were told they were garbage. And then, not just after they died, but hundreds of years after they died, their talents were recognized and celebrated. Leonardo da Vinci wasn't like a... Like, his paintings were an afterthought in his lifetime. He was an architect, an inventor. That's who he was in his lifetime. The paintings that we know him for, they're all an afterthought. The Mona Lisa 
wasn't a valuable painting until it got stolen. Look into that. The Mona Lisa was seen as trite. Then it got stolen, and then it became a big fuck-all deal. And at the end of the day, you know, do what you want to do. Make time, you know. Don't sit there and be like, oh, I wanted to work out today, but I was so tired. You're going to have more days where you don't want to do the thing you, you should be doing or want to do than days you want to do it. And the reward isn't just there for the days you wanted to do it. The reward's there for day, for when you didn't want to do it. When you woke up, you looked in the mirror, and you're like, ah, I'm not fucking feeling it this time, though. But then you still got up, and you went and fucking did it. That's where the reward comes into. The reward's there either way. Because when you lay down and go to bed, you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I should have done that. Fuck, why didn't I do that? It's just like a short period of my. It's just a short period of time. You know, I'm laying in bed longer than the time it took. I'm laying in bed way longer trying to fall asleep than it would have taken to just do that one little task, you know. I wanted to weight lift, and I didn't fucking do it. I didn't even do a, a little set. Fuck. Should have. Now I'm already in bed. I'm not going to get up and do it. But if you just do it, even if it's like half of what you wanted to do, you'll still be able to tell yourself, I did it. You know, I did something. It's not as much as I wanted to do, but fuck it. You know, I did something. I can be proud of what I did. You know, the next time I'll go out and do harder. And if you constantly tell yourself that, you know, hey, I did something. I got it done. I may not have done as much or as good as I wanted to do, but you know, hey, fuck it. Did it, took a crack at it, got it, got it in the books for the day. I'm good. You would have been a little bit more comfortable in yourself. Another thing, you know, like, don't be afraid to die. Don't. I've had enough of my own close calls with it. You know, don't, don't be afraid to die. It happens to all of us. The electricity in your brain, all this shit up there that makes you you, you gotta understand, man. Matter cannot be made or destroyed, and every single thing about you is matter. So it goes somewhere. All that electricity and shit, it doesn't just die off in your body. It goes elsewhere. It's matter. It travels on and on and on and on and on and on. So don't, don't play yourself. Because too many people do. Too many people never give themselves the time of day that they need in order to do what they need to do. If you wake up and you're like, man, I hate how I look. I'm not sexy today. I'm not hot. I'm not cute. I'm not handsome. I want you to go to a state fair. Go to a state fair and walk around. Right? Just do that. Walk around for 20, 25 minutes and you'll see the fattest ugliest people, some really handsome, charming individuals. Now, that should not be the groundwork in which you form your relationships. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm this, but she's that. Fuck yeah. Because you don't want to ever go to bed and have what you base your entire confidence on being that you're in a relationship with somebody. That's not just so. That's just a bad life. That's just a bad stuff. Because every relationship goes, if it should go, and I hope it doesn't for you. I hope you find someone that, that you stay with. You know, because that's a level of comfort, but it should not be a level of confidence. It should be a level of comfort. You get out of work. You know, you've had a bad day. You you have somebody to call and talk to. You don't feel loved. You got you got some arms to crawl into and be embraced. That's the birth of a relationship. 
to be the emotional support for one another. Not 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 the not to put your entire weight of your confidence and character and personality on someone else. That's not what you're supposed to do in a relationship. It's a give and take setup. And you can't be taking more than you're given. Don't let one thing be what you rest your entire confidence personality on. Because you'll just destroy yourself. You also become a lot more uh, easily manipulated when you do that. Because you spend your whole time seeking the validation off of one person. Or get your validation off of one person or one source or one thing. That whenever anybody says anything nice to you, you're willing to follow them along. Now, if you have a bunch of shit you're proud of, right? I got music I've made and it's out there, you know? I got songs on Zedge. It's a small thing, but I got songs on Zedge that have thousands of downloads on them. That's something I did. Those are beats I sat down and put time into, divided up and posted on Zedge, which is a little ringtone app. I got this podcast. You know, there's about 200 episodes of this out there. I got a rumble. Every day I get at least one or two new subscribers. It's pretty nice. I call people. I talk to them. I interview them. You know, that's a connection I'm making. I got a couple friends I've talked to since kindergarten. You know, and, you know, that's not too bad. I've lost a lot of people along the way, for sure. I've lost a lot of places. and close, intimate friends and family along the way. There's that uh, Beatles song, you know, where it's like, in my life, I've loved them all. Uh, but none of them compare to you. Of all these friends and lovers, most of them gone. That song, that, that song kind of makes me a little emotional because it's very true. It's one of the truest songs out there. You know, you hear it. Especially the part where he's like, and all these places have their moments with lovers and friends. Some of them I can recall. Some of them not at all. Some are dead, and some are living. It's a sad song, despite its tone. Maybe that's a perspective thing. Maybe it's a happy song to some people. For me, it's a sad song. But it's a sad song I I make sure I listen to occasionally. It's important to hear a song like that. One that makes you reflect on things. Things that aren't even comfortable. Things that are uncomfortable. Things that hurt. Things that burn you to even know what happened to you. You know, I've been through some trauma. I've been through some pain. And that's kind of what I fall back on. I fall back on my own pain when I hear people talking about their pain so I can emphasize, empathize with them. You know, I've had a friend be like, hey, you know, my girlfriend cheated on me. I don't know what to do. It's pretty easy if you've been in a situation like that where you fall back and you're like, dude, <laughs> This is what I did. And it's not selfish to use you as an example when you tell people how to get better with things. I got plenty of episodes where I've come up here and I've talked about some dark shit in my past or, or some pain that I, I'm not healed up from yet. I know I, I act like, I, like I'm King Deirdre over here. You know, you chop one part of me off, a bunch more grow back. You know, I'm all set. Fuck you. And I'm not. You know, I've, I've had my moments where I've broken down and cried in people's arms. It's always ugly, it's never pleasant, but, you know, at the same time, it's uplifting in a weird way. It's its, its own reward. It's something that most drugs can't become close to at the end of the day, and it's a short moment of ugliness. And then it's gone, and you're back to, you're back to base, and you're ready to go.
I know this is a very different episode than than maybe what I was planning on doing or what you were planning on hearing. But you know, I'm 23, and I feel like I lived the life of a 35 year old. You know, I've watched all my siblings go through. Their, I was, you know, elementary school, and most of my teen, siblings were going through teenage years in college. I saw their transitions. I saw what happens when you go from high school to college. I saw junior high to high school with them. I watched what they did and followed their lead. I was there for a lot of their stories, and they were there for most of mine. You know, I have a lot of first-hand experience with things that most people my age should never have had to experience. Something that always kind of bothers me, something that scares me, is I'll just get this thought when I'm sitting somewhere. I'm like, I should just walk through here with a camera. Just so I have, like, something I can rewatch and, and see it, see things how they actually are down the road. Because I know I'm not going to be here forever. But, unfortunately, every time I do that, is usually when it's getting close to me no longer being there. I got a couple exes I went to their apartments, you know, I'm just thinking like I should go around and take some pictures. Just to remember this place as it is. And I never do. I never do. But usually within a month or two it's like, oh we're breaking up. Bet, 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 bet. Usually when I have that thought it's it's when I I, I get like a gut feeling the end's coming. And that's another thing. Listen to your gut. It, it's your warning system. Dogs and cats are in the middle of people with six cents. We have that too. So just you gotta know how to tune into it and listen to it. Because it may not tell you when good things are gonna happen, but it'll at least give you some form of a heads up when bad things are about to happen. And just listen to your body overall. You know, go inward. Be self-sufficient. Be self-reliant on things. If you lose your place and you got couch surf, that's fine. But don't sit back and let it stop you from doing what you want to do, either. Who knows? You do what you want to do, it explodes, and you become a millionaire on it. You can pay back the person you're garage surfing with. The point is, you got to tackle and do what you want to do and be who you want to be. Don't just let this life pass you by. The fact that you're one person on a big spinning ball of rock hurtling through space at millions of miles an hour... With as far as we know, a once in a once in a billion galaxy ticket to existence. Make the most of it, because we haven't found another life yet. So, for all we know, we're we're one in a billion. One in a billion solar systems might have life on it, and they're billions and billions and billions and billions of light years apart, parsecs, distances apart from each other. And you're here right now so don't let the past dictate your future because you are not your past but you are made of your past and it's important to understand the difference perhaps it's already obvious to some of you but it's not always obvious to a lot of people especially in our generation you know if you're like 23 24 and younger you were told all this great shit from people who never achieved their dreams. Perhaps it's your boomer grandparents. Some of you, I have a pretty young audience here. I got some 10-year-olds 10, 10 to 20-year-olds listening to me right now. Do you 10 to 15-year-olds, you know? A lot of you are raised by older millennials. It's crazy to think about. But at the same time, it's something you got to think about.
You know, you were raised by people that grew up in an era where they were told you'll be big rock stars, TV stars, action heroes. Everyone will love you. You're great. You can't fail. Have a, have a trophy just for showing up and breathing some oxygen. And they passed all that on to you because they didn't want you to feel defeated the same way they were. And you shouldn't. You should never let that light go out. Because even if it didn't happen to you the way Disney movies say it's going to happen to you, it can still happen. It's not over. Ride's not over until you're cold and rigged. I'm not exactly sure where this episode came from. Maybe it's because I was listening to a bunch of Alan Watts earlier. And I just got thinking about shit. But it, it's... And hey, if any of you want to reach out, I'll uh, leave it in the comments. You know, don't, don't leave it your problems, but I'll reach out to you. No, I right now we're small, right? Like like the insiders, you guys are a pretty small group of people. And I'm happy to hear whatever you guys might have in your minds. I love y'all. Thank you. You know, thanks for coming by and listening. From the studios of Inside Four Walls, I've been your host, James Madison, and I'm hoping you have a great afternoon. You know, take time to enjoy the, everything around you. Don't don't let it just pass you by and you just become a zombie walking through the walking through every moment of life. Because it can be upended at any minute. So savor it while you can. If you got stability, love it while you got it. Take time to think about it. Because it may not always be there. That being said, thank you for listening. Have a great afternoon.